Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Remember Matthew, the tax collector, when he became a Christ follower. The very first thing he did, you remember what he did? He threw a party. And who did he have at the party? All his old friends. Unbelievers. All of them. Who showed up at the party? Jesus. Now, where were the religious leaders? Outside. What were they doing? Remember? The nitpickers. What is he doing in there with sinners? Well, actually, he could have been outside. There was plenty of them right there. The religious people of Jesus' time really gave him a hard time because of the people Jesus chose to hang out with. Because Jesus spent time with what the Pharisees considered lowlifes, they intended to dismiss what Jesus had to say. Pastor Mark will be challenging you in his teaching today to think about who you spend your time with and why. As you hear him talk about the idea of biblical hospitality, ask yourself if you're hanging out with the people God wants you to, and for the right reasons. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Hebrews chapter 13 as he continues his message, Open Heart, Open Home. Lord, go to a major stop near town. You get off, and on every one of those corners, you'll find a what? You'll find a hotel. I mean, they're all over the place. Well, it wasn't like that in those days. So here's people Paul's writing to, and they're homeless. So they're trying to think, well, how are we going to survive? So there would be some working together to provide these people some homes. Second, many People in those days, Paul being one, teacher, missionary, they were mobile. They would go from town to town to town. Paul was not a member of the Hilton Gold Key Club. Paul would go into town, and where would they stay? Well, the main place they would stay in those days were inns. Now, these inns were not healthy places for believers. Number one, they were very expensive. Most of the itinerant preachers, teachers, couldn't afford it. Number two, in those inns, they were pretty much pub-like. Lots of drinking, lots of alcohol, ladies involved, prostitution involved. So all of this is simply a word to us. And in those days, these individuals, you'll see in a moment, they had to have a place to stay. And so the Christians were challenged, look, be hospitable. Open your home. There's going to be people that God will bring by to stay in your home. I believe that it has a great application for us even here. That word hospitality is all through the New Testament. 
Romans 12, 13 says this, practice hospitality. Now, or pursue it. In the ancient world, hospitality was a big deal. It was something that was practiced. Now, turn with me to 3 John chapter 5. Notice, again, in context. So in those days, we're talking about people that, well, they were losing their homes, so people would maybe share room with someone because they were just kicked out for accepting Christ. Second, we have these missionaries, Paul, Timothy, Titus, Peter, these people all going around. They couldn't afford to stay in the inn, number one. Number two, not a safe place to stay. So we have some instructions from John. 3 John, verse 5. Dear friend, you are being faithful to God when you care for the traveling teachers who pass through even though they are strangers to you. They have told the church here of your loving friendship, please continue providing for such teachers in a manner that pleases God. For they are traveling for the Lord, and they accept nothing from people who are not believers. So we ourselves should support them so that we can be their partners as they teach the truth. So that's a great admonition. Again, let me just say this to you. Open heart, open home. If you have the ability to be friendly and to open to people in those days, they were challenged to do so. That would take the truth from a teacher, a missionary, and that truth would go through this local church. person couldn't afford to stay anywhere. They stayed with you. And, of course, they were a messenger. So you got a blessing when they stayed in your home. And many of us understand that from time to time we'll have groups of people here or this or that and the other. And we'll say, we have a seeing group coming. We need 20 homes for one night. People and volunteers say, well, I don't want to, you know, I'm going to work. But the people that volunteer, you know what you discover after that night? You were blessed more than the blessing you gave to those people. Because you get to meet nice people and do all of those kind of things. Now, there's a danger, though. Hospitality can be abused. Those of you that moved from the north, the first winter you moved to Florida, you had relatives you never knew of. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We're coming for three weeks. When? Well, January, of course. Not in July. And they abused it. Well, there's this... Christian handbook, I think it's classic. Let me read it to you, you won't believe it. It's called the DDK. And it was a Christian handbook that was used in those days. Here's the advice, watch this. Let every apostle who comes to you be received as the Lord. Somebody comes into town, I'm a missionary, I'm a teacher, can I stay at your house? Okay. Let every apostle who comes to you be received as the Lord. But let him not stay more than one day. Or if it need be, a second day as well. But if he stays three days, he's a false prophet. I love it. So the next time your relative comes, after three days, I don't even know who you are. You're not a relative of mine. Just kick him out. They say, well, why? I say, well, the Lord told me to do it right here. That's what he told me to do. Let me go on. And when an apostle goes forth, let him accept nothing as he leaves. Let him accept nothing but bread till he reaches his next night's lodging. 
But if he asks for money, he is a false prophet. Isn't that classic? What would happen with our television programs today? I won't go there. All right. But I think it's so true, isn't it? If he asks for money, hmm, a false prophet. So the next thing you want to write, you've heard me say it a number of times already. If you're a Christ follower, opening your heart will result in opening your home. Acts 9.43, it says, Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. What is Simon showing us? Hospitality in action. His heart was open. His home was open. Second, open hearts and homes enable Christ's followers to get to know one another. There is just something special about eating together in a home. Few couples, bunch of singles, whatever. There's just something that opens our hearts. Food brings real friendship. And when we're in someone's home, we get to know them. Sharing a meal, it's just special. There's unity and joy and refreshment. By the way, opening our homes to unbelieving friends, which we all should have, also enables them to see Christ's love in action. Don't be afraid to invite some neighbor people in or people from work in or whatever. Many times when Linda and I, and I was in management in hospital pharmacy, and so we were invited to doctor's homes and parties and management homes and whatever. And of course, there was always some drinking and things like that. We never had any part of that, but we didn't go, oh, what's wrong with you? We just went and tried to show them that we were wonderful. We had our Coke or whatever with us, and we just tried to share with them, we love Christ, and we're fun to be around, and whatever, and all those kind of things. See, we need to be around these other people. Do you remember Matthew, the tax collector? When he became a Christ follower, the very first thing he did, you remember what he did? He threw a party. And who did he have at the party? All his old friends, unbelievers, all of them, who showed up at the party. Jesus. Now, where were the religious leaders? Outside. What were they doing? Remember? The nitpickers. What is he doing in there with sinners? Well, actually, he could have been outside. There was plenty of them right there. But guys, we need to be around those people. They need to be around us. That's why this thing, even though it's not a party in a home, it's at Wickham Park. You say, well, I don't want to go there, and there's going to be unbelievers there. Good. Go there. Be light. Be salt. Be fun. Have a lot of enjoyment with your kids. The world needs to say that we're real people. Now, here's a big one for all of us. First Peter 4.9. Offer hospitality. And I'll read it with me. Here we go to it. Let's all read this first. Offer hospitality to one another without... Well, you got to put, without grumbling. Pastor Mike, I, I would never grumble. Well, my house, my time, my, my, my. Let me read you this. Entertaining says, I want to impress you with my home, my decorating, my cooking. Hospitality says, this house is simply a gift from my master. I use it however and whenever 
he desires. Entertaining needs to impress. Hospitality aims to serve. Entertaining puts things before people, saying, as soon as I get the house clean, I'll start inviting people over. For some of you, it will be till Jesus comes until that happens. <laughs> That's another old topic. Don't have time to go there now. Remember the guy that said, what's on TV tonight? Dust. Remember that one? He's no longer married either. All right. Hos hospitality, puts, hospitality puts people first, saying, no furniture, no problem. We'll picnic on the floor. Entertaining declares, the house is mine. Hospitality whispers, what's mine is yours. Let's enjoy it. Guys, we need to be those people. Now, who should show hospitality? Two groups. I think this is very important. Number one, pastors and leaders. Notice Titus 1.8. Rather, speaking of elders, pastors, he must be hospitable. One who loves what is good, self-control, upright, holy, disciplined. So if I'm a pastor, if you're an elder, if you're a home group leader, if you're a leader, you have to be hospitable. You should invite people into your homes. Now, who else, who else should be showing hospitality? All Christ followers. That's what this whole exhortation is to. Also, Romans 12, 13. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. I just want to say this. Challenge to you. When is the last time you had people in your home? For something very simple. When's the last time? Well, Pastor Mike, you don't have this. Wait a minute. It's not the question. When's the last time? Well, I don't know anybody. That's why you're here to be challenged, to get to know somebody. Find somebody in your old. When we leave, say, could I have your phone number? I'm going to plan a time to have you over. I'm serious. So, well, I don't even know. If they say more than three days, tell them they're a... False prophet. <laughs> Call the church. I'll have Pastor Dave come over and get rid of him for you. It's not a problem. <laughs> He'll bring a couple of security guys with him. So, all right. Second, when you go to others' homes, and many of us do, do you open your own? You see, if you always are going to somebody else's home, but your home is never open, listen, then you're a Taker, not a giver. By the way, many of you practice hospitality in this church. All the pastors I know are good at that. They really are. They're good at having people over. Their house is open. Their home is open. I think it's very important. Look at verse 13, 2 again, Hebrews. Do not forget to entertain strangers. I think this has great application. I don't have time to go into it in depth, but I think this has great application to visitors in our churches, strangers. Remember, I told you that we're starting this thing called Connecting Point. So, well, Pastor Mike, like, why should we volunteer to be one of those individuals that serves, you know, one service a month or something? Well, you remember the first time you came to this church? If you didn't know anybody, it's overwhelming. Where do I go? Where do I park? Where do the kids go? How does it work? 
How do you get plugged in? What All those questions, we're going to have a connecting point place. So it's very important. Notice, do not forget to entertain strangers. When they come into this fellowship, here at CCM and CCMB, we want to be gracious to everybody that comes here. We want to practice. We want to pursue hospitality. That's our goal. We need to be purposeful in our greeting time. When you greet people, get their name, share with them. Every single person, you want to write this down. This is a little encouragement. You don't even need to write it, but you can understand it. Every Christ follower should be a greeter here at CCM and CCMB. You should look not just for the same people. You should be a greeter. If you see somebody when you're walking in from the parking lot and they look like they're not sure where, just say, could I help you? Can I ask you some questions? Well, I don't know what to do with the kids. Let me show you how and take the kids right on over. You do it. That is so impressive rather than somebody with a name tag because you care. That's what we need to be. Make sure that that's happening in your life. Well, look at verse 3, our last verse. Remember those who are in prison as if you were their fellow prisoners. And those who are mistreated, as if you yourselves were suffering. Now, make sure you understand this. You have to take the verses in context. Paul is not saying to the church today, get my point, you'll see it in a moment, be careful. He's not saying, there, there's a prison ministry. We're going to go set up a prison ministry. No, this wasn't anything to do with a prison ministry, as far as people that they didn't know. Understand what's happening here. Here we are again. We're in Italy. The Christians are being persecuted. Many of them are being thrown in prison. So you have Christians. This verse applies way more overseas. In many of the countries. India, Iran, those kind of places. China, where the Christians are thrown into prison. So what should I do to those people? Let's read it again. Remember, remember, they're jailed because of the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, let me give me. They didn't go to jail as criminals and then find Jesus. I'll talk about that in a moment. These are people that went to jail because they were Christians. So what should I do to them? Well, look at verse 3. Remember those in prison as if they were your fellow prisoners and those who are mistreated as if you are yourself suffering. So what would happen? Why do I have to put myself, see, I'm, I'm to put the, the, their clothes on, and I'm to put myself as if I was in jail. Because why? Back to verse 1. They're my brothers and my sisters. Well, what were jails like back then? Do you think they were like today? I think not. Color TV in the wall, basketball hoops three times a day, three squares, outfit. I mean, it's not glamorous. In those days... If you go to Israel with us, you'll see some of the dungeons. They're just thrown in a dungeon. They don't have any clothes. They have terrible food. There's disease. There's no lights. There's all kinds of stuff happening. So they would need care. They would need food. They would need clothing. They would need reading material. They'd need prayer. They'd need encouragement. They need someone to come and pray with them. But if you went to a prison and prayed with them, and they're in there because of a Christian, Guess what you did with your life? You put it at risk. But they needed it. Notice what Paul says here, 2 Timothy chapter 4. Look at this. When you come, 
Paul's in jail, prison. When you come, bring the cloak that I have left, Carpus, at Troas. Now, why does he want his cloak? Because he's freezing. They didn't hand him a blanket. Notice, and my scrolls. I need something to read. I need the Bible. And especially the parchments. So what kind of application is that for us today? I think two. Number one, I think it does apply in application today, certainly in the prayer and encouragement when we read about foreign missionaries, foreign pastors who are in jail. If you get those things through your email that in India, seven pastors were just put in. When we go to China, we hear this all the time. Here's pastors been in jail. They've been pastors for 40 years. 20 years of their life has been spent in prison. Well, when you know that person, they need prayer. They need encouragement. For most of us, that's about all we can do from over here. Second, I think we have a great prison ministry here in this fellowship. We do go to the prisons. We have prison van. We have all kinds. Bill Buckman works with all of these kinds. We have a great prison ministry. I think that is valid today. Now, what happens, it's a little backwards, but I think it's great. Most of those people that we minister in prisons become Christians after they're in. But that's fine. And we give them uh, scripture. We give them tapes. We give them CDs. We give them DVDs. We pray for them. So those of you guys that are in that kind of ministry, thank you so much. You provide a wonderful blessing to them. But I also think there's two others. It's a little stretch, but I think it applies. I believe there's many people in our hospitals and in nursing homes that are really imprisoned. They can't get out. Shut-ins. And so what do we have? We have a great ministry here down in Marjo. And many of the rest of you, you volunteer. You go every day to the hospitals and to the nursing home. We have people that work in the nursing homes here. Wonderful people. And you're visiting the shut-ins. They're, they're basically imprisoned by sickness or old age or whatever. And you're there and you're taking care of them. I think that's a great picture. Thanks for obeying the scripture, the meaning of that scripture. Now, Paul would write this. Look at this. Here is my greeting in my own handwriting, Paul says in Colossians 4. Remember my chains. May God's grace be with you. Wasn't Paul an amazing guy? He's in prison, chains on him. You can't imagine what it's like. And notice how he ends this. The grace of God. Does that make you feel about like this? It does if you're a critical negative spirit. Here's Paul. Worst of everything. He remembers the grace of God. What a beautiful picture. He closes Colossians. Remember my chains. In other words, pray for me. I need you. I need the families. I need the body of Christ. Brotherly love. Entertain strangers. Have an open heart. And you'll have an open home. I want to end with this verse. Look what Hebrews 3.13 says. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. 
In today's message, Pastor Mark taught about the importance that God places on being a quality friend to others. You found out what it means to be a trustworthy friend and how important those are when you need a friend to help you out. Pastor Mark also taught about the concept of hospitality, how it's different than entertaining. It's more real to who and how you are. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Well, this winds up Pastor Mark's teaching, Open Heart, Open Home. Next time, Pastor Mark will begin his teaching, Sex Inside and Outside of Marriage. He'll basically be talking about what the Bible says about the realms of sex and sexuality. He'll be plainly laying out the biblical definitions and parameters for the sexual life of the Christ follower. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. And may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His word made flesh in a herd.